0: Hey beautiful people, it is Friday and it's that morning, that day where you say it's the end of the week. I can't wait to spend time with my family. I can't wait to spend time with my partner. I can't wait to bond with my children this weekend. That's our thought. It's the weekend. It's time to turn up. Well, I came to drop some gems on this good Friday morning. I came to enlighten someone's spirit. I came to pour out onto someone that was just looking for a whole new redirection. Today, I want to talk about what isolation season looks like. I want to talk about what the process of detachment is uh, for those who are in their season where they feel like they are losing their friends, losing their family members. Uh, they don't have that same, you know, excitement being around people anymore. Uh, they're now, you know, their mind is alerting them to be cautious of certain relationships. I want to kind of talk through that type of season that you are in this morning. So in that season, when God is said when you feel that way when you feel like you're in that isolation season and when i say isolation season like you don't feel the same being around people anymore the way you're starting to hear words come out of people's mouth it starts to resonate with you and you start to have these thoughts and you start saying to yourself do they really feel that way about me and when you get into that season you Start to feel a little weary. You tears are rolling down your eyes. You're trying to understand, like, are you the problem? Is the relationship not right anymore? Because there's something within you that you have to correct. You start questioning yourself. You're not even evaluating the situation. You're already automatically putting blame towards you. Yes, I always tell people to take accountability, But accountability can play two parts. And you need to understand that. Because if you don't, you will be that individual constantly beating yourself down saying, it's my fault. It's my fault. Sometimes people, it takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. And in order for you to take accountability, in my perspective, is you saying to yourself, I have a choice to not put myself in this toxic situation. I have a choice to not be in this friendship or this relationship right now because mentally it does not make me feel well. Some prime examples are, say for example, you've been best friends with somebody for over 10 years, 12 years, a lot of people really hold on to these friendships from middle school, high school, college. But as we begin to grow in who we are and who God has called us to be, as we get older, our personality change, the things that we like to eat change, uh, the people that we like to be around change because we're either growing or we're not. And when we start, when we Are growing, there is, we have a different appetite for what we need in our life in order to stay afloat or in order to continue in the correct path. If you hear a lot of people's story all the time, it's always relationships and friendships that they were hurt by. A lot of pain or affliction from pain came from relationships. And it's because we weren't taught how to build those healthy relationships. We didn't even know what that looks like. We've seen our parents have their little arguments here and there. So when we got in relationships with our partners, we thought it was healthy to have these arguments. And I'm not saying couples can't argue. We all have little arguments. But when the arguments are deep, you got to go back to your childhood. The actions of what we saw in the neighborhood or how we grew up. You get what I'm saying? That's what we want to portray. Oh yeah, I saw my um, neighbor always arguing with her man, correcting him, getting him right. I ain't going to be played with like that. I'm going to move just like that. So you move like that and then you got into your a place in your life where you're feeling depressed. Anxiety starts to kick in. You're not feeling loved in the relationship. You're not feeling hurt in the relationship. It's because all these years you thought arguing with your partner and not getting to a solution was the right way. And it was unhealthy. It was unhealthy. And now it's about making a choice to step back and say, where do we need help at? If you are in a marriage or in a relationship or you're about to get married, if you are in a friendship, you have to step back and say, where did we grow at? And it's not that I don't love this person anymore. It's just we're not aligned, we're not in the same place, we're not in the same page. And it's okay to sit down with your friends and say, hey, I love you, but there's some things that I need to do for myself. There's some things that I need to go get for my life, and I want to continue for us to stay in communication, but when we're not communicating, when you're not hearing from me for months, just know that. I do love you. I'm just busy trying to figure out what is best for me. What is my next? Nah, but we're too afraid to have those type of conversations, right? We can't tell our friends that they're being toxic right now. Because no one's comfortable opening up their self or expressing their emotions in a healthy way. Why can't we as adults sit down and express how we are feeling so we can come to an understanding? That is why people are constantly walking around with false narrative and thoughts in their mind, creating these stories and these thoughts, and they begin to make that feel like that is their truth. And then when you finally do sit down after years and you're like, yeah, this is how I was feeling. And they start explaining how they were feeling. They're like, and now you're both sitting there like, so we didn't talk for over 10, 15 years because of a misunderstanding. And we didn't make a choice to just sit down and talk. Same thing when you're married in your relationships. And even ladies, sometimes we got to see when we've just, I have outgrown our partners and they don't want nothing more for themselves. They're unhappy with their own life. And if I can't be with you and say, honey, you know, I, we need to get you help. Honey, we need help. Honey, we need to fix this because I love you and I want to build legacies with you. I want to have children with you. I want to grow with our children, grow old together. So I want to make this right. But if it's abusive, ladies, that's a different conversation we need to start having. We have to learn to love ourselves and understand that we deserve the best. We all deserve the best. You deserve the best. You deserve to be treated with kindness. You deserve to be a great wife. You deserve to be a great mother. And no one should make you feel any type of way about that. No relationship. You deserve to have a partner where you guys are both loving on your children. These are what healthy relationships look like. We can't be on the phone with friends all the time gossiping about people. What about you? Did you take a step back to look at your own life before you decided to have a discussion about somebody else's life instead of coming in to support and help that person? Now, we prefer to be negative all the time, right? We prefer to talk about people all the time. Nobody wants to be healthy again mentally. We don't want it, and then you have the people that do want it—people like me who want to build those healthy relationships. But then we start realizing that we feel like that we're on an island on our own, and we start to isolate. But it's a healthy isolation. Like, let me get to know God a little a uh, 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 much better. You know, let me get to let me give God the opportunity to love on me. Let me be fulfilled from within that type of isolation, type of walk. That season that you're saying that I feel like I'm losing everyone. I feel like I I don't fit in anymore. That's that season where God is putting you on his island, his world. He's saying, let me embrace you. Let me love on you again. Matter of fact, touch the hem of my garment because that's how close me and you are about to become. That type of isolation season is your, your season of growing. I, I always hear people tell the stories. Uh, I told my, uh, cousin the other day, I didn't really understand the crying butterfly until someone put out the theory of the process. It was, uh, Pastor Margaret. And she was saying, you know, when a butterfly has to change, it goes down beneath the ground down beneath the ground, you guys, and go into a cocoon season. They go into this cocoon season before they become this beautiful butterfly. That's your isolation season. Like you're going to become this beautiful butterfly. So God has to isolate you, remove all your sinful ways, remove all the heavy baggage, all the people that did not align, that did not attach that beautiful season where God is restoring you again. Making your heart pure again. Showing you how to love his people. Giving you a perspective of what he always wanted for us. It's a beautiful season that you have to learn to embrace. It's okay to be in a little island by yourself while you fix you again. And then you have to go through that season of not detaching to everything and everyone after you come out of it. You got to be kind and careful with you. You are a special package being delivered to the world. So now you got to truly be kind to yourself. Everyone can't have access to who you are, who you be, who you have become. Because God need everything that he has done with you, for you, to be now poured into the next. The next person that he has called. The next person that he see fit for this season. The next person that he knows is going to hear your voice. That, that separation season, you guys, like people ask me all the time, how, do, how, do, how did I build the courage to not attach? I built that courage from going through my experiences in life, realizing that sometimes I just was not on the same page as all my friends. And what I would try to explain the season that I was in, it was still not acceptable to them. Then I realized it wasn't about it being acceptable to them. It was about being acceptable to God and the mission and the purpose he had for me. Being obedient to that. I was so obedient to the world. Come on, we all do. We're all obedient to the world. We hurry up and run to that friend that's always in that toxic relationship that needs an ear. You know, running to the job place that need us. When God is saying, I need you. When God is saying, let me have your ear. Let me talk to you for a minute. We are committed to the worldly things. I no longer wanted to be committed to that process. My process wanted to be committed to a spiritual walk, of building a relationship with God, finding out what God wanted me to do, who he wanted me to speak to, who he wanted me to elevate, who he wanted me to encourage, who he wanted me to pour into that needed that uplifting, that needed to come out of that gut, that needed to come out of depression, that needed to know that anxiety is only all the things that we allow to attach to ourselves. So I made a choice. To say that I will serve. I made a choice to say I will be obedient. I made a choice to say that I will coach, I will mentor, but I will not attach. Because I know my attachment brings this closeness where you can't think for yourself. And I need people that can think for themselves. I need people that can make choices for themselves. I need people that understand when they have come out of muddy waters, when they have gained the access to thrive, gained the access to everything that God has had for them, they know how to come out of it. They know when the enemy attack is coming for them. They need to fall in love with God. I don't need anybody to fall in love with who I am, fall in love with what God is doing in my life, fall in love with him intimately. And that's why I made a choice to never attach, but to serve and do what is right. Because your love should be all for God, every single ounce of it. He loves you more than anything, love you more than I can love you and that's what i understood so when it, it when when my walk didn't fit well with others i didn't even get angry anymore i just told myself i understand and i i would step back and continue the walk not getting distracted people the enemy will use people to distract you in your journey and your walk i wasn't getting distracted uh uh-uh, uh no sir no not today But today, that's what I wanted to enlighten somebody with. If you are going through this season, if you're going through that walk of isolation, if you're going through that season where you feel like you're losing everyone, you're not losing nothing, you're gaining. God is removing so you can gain. God is training you so you can hear, so you can now understand, so you can now have a different perspective on life. And that's that full faith walk. That's that mental freedom walk, that spiritual freedom walk. Detachment, detachment. Detaching yourself from your generational cycle that had became toxic. It doesn't need to be poured out into the legacy. So God is going to utilize you to correct it. That's why the walk has been so tough for you. That's why you feel like everything is crashing down. It's because God is restoring and rebuilding. And He needs you to hear Him right now. But God is love. I love you. And I hope that you share this podcast with someone that just needed to hear that message today. Share it out. Don't keep it all for yourself, girl. But my name is Suzanne Joseph. I am your wellness strategist. Book a session today at SuzanneJoseph.com.